You guys aren't wasting any time tonight, are you? <laughs> Ready for that metta practice. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're making yourselves comfortable. I am going to talk for a little while before we start. So we've been cultivating this quality of loving-kindness, loving-friendliness, metta, this practice of turning towards seeing what's good in ourselves and in others. And it's a practice, right? Because sometimes our minds start leaning towards what's the problem with ourselves and with others, and it's this training of, of reorienting over and over again towards seeing the good. And basically, as we do the practice, it's a study of our own heart. And if you haven't realized it yet, your heart is a fairly complicated creature. I say they're a little bit like feral cats, (laughs) kind of sometimes uh, very protective, clawing. (laughs) Um, And then sometimes when conditions are right, they, they come close, they open, they trust. Over time, metta develops um, a strong heart. It's a heart not strong in um, hardness, but strong in flexibility and resilience and gentleness. And part of its strength is its total inclusivity. Yesterday, uh, Shelley was talking about the boundless nature of metta. Metta, that boundless nature, means that everybody's included. All beings are included. Nothing, nobody is excluded from our heart. Just think of, just settle in that for a moment. Nobody or nothing is excluded. All is included in our large kind, compassionate heart. And when we can include all in our hearts, we develop a certain kind of fearlessness, and we offer fearlessness. There's nothing to be afraid of. There's no one to be afraid of. This boundless heart that we create, or that we, we don't create, that's a wrong word, that we find, we discover, that we um, cultivate the pathway towards. Basically, we create or, or discover the kind of heart that we want to live with, and that means the kind of world that we want to live with. Because when our heart is friendly, the world is a friendly place to be. That doesn't mean that sometimes people are mean and, you know, it's not naive, it's not Pollyanna-ish. I know it's a, you know, a difficult world at times. But how we see that world, the kind of eyes that we look at the world with, that's the kind of world that we live with within ourselves. So it's an empowering practice. It empowers us to create the kind of inner world 
that we want to live in. And then that inner world has influence. It, it, you know when you're around somebody who's really kind, you can feel that, right? There's a, there's a force field. There's a, 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 a real field that we feel. When people, I'm around people who are full of metta, I feel happy. And so it has a, an influence. I'm thinking of this uh, monk in uh, Burma. We called him the happy monk because he was so happy. And really, one of the happiest people I've ever met. And just joyous. And at one time I thought I should find out why he was so happy. It seemed like it would be a good thing to know. So I'm like, why are you so happy? Um, And I expected, I don't know, I expected some kind of enlightenment answer or something. And he says, because I have no ill will towards anyone. I have no ill will towards you. I have no ill will towards the snakes. I have no ill will towards anyone. He says it like this with his hands, too. And that's, that's his happy heart. So on the way to our happy heart... Um, we discover uh, conditioning, beliefs, um, reactivity, all that feral catness we discover in our own hearts. And um, when metta brings that up, when the metta practice brings that up, it doesn't mean that you're failing. It means that you're learning about your heart. And your heart's just the same as everybody else's. There's nothing wrong with all of that. It's just that we humans are complicated. And so we, we, we go through the different categories of metta, right? And um, they can bring up different things. So we start with supposedly ourselves, which is really supposedly the easiest category. But for many of us, that's not true. We touch feelings of unworthiness, that we don't deserve love. Or we start to remember all the bad things about ourselves rather than seeing the good. So we're uncovering kind of these deeply conditioned patterns. And by bringing them up for air, you could say, or up into consciousness, we have some chance to start seeing whether they might be updated a bit. And then we keep with the metta, like encouraging this, training the mind to see what's good. And then with um, easy people, Supposedly not too much comes up. That's why they're easy. They're not complicated. We told you to start with somebody not complicated, right? So that we can start really feeling into what is metta? What does it feel like in my own being? What does it feel like in my heart? What does it feel like in my body, my cells? The same happy monk. One time my teacher said to him, tell us about metta. And, and he, he goes like this. He goes, metta. Metta, metta, just tapping his body, metta. That was all he did. Like, can we feel metta through our, we we train ourselves to feel metta down to ourselves, to marinate in that kind of friendliness. So then with the easy people like the good friends, um, 
And sometimes the easy people, easy people, good friends. What sometimes comes up is what's called attached love. And that's where our own interests kind of interfere with the unconditional nature of the good wishes. So we're like, may you be happy. And then it might be like, oh, I really want you to be happy. (laughs) So the second one's... um, isn't exactly metta. <laughs> I mean, it's metta mixed with attachment. So, may you be happy. May you be happy. Please be happy. I want you to be happy. So that's the attachment. So we work with that. Like, how do I, how do I relax the grip in my heart and just wish them well? May you be happy. Just appreciate their goodness. Enjoy it. So it's not bad when it goes when it, that that tightness comes in. That's learning. We learn. Oh, that's that's when I get attached to things being a certain way. That doesn't feel as good. And then when it's more open-hearted, be like, oh, okay. So that's more unconditional. So we're learning in our own hearts the difference between unconditional metta and attached metta. Our contracted metta maybe is a better way of putting it. Contracted metta. Or sometimes the heart does, the heart is shameless. Sometimes we, you know, we have a good friend and we're wishing them well. And then it's like, oh yeah, but what about that time they did that? (laughs) So, you know, little grudges come up and all. That's okay. That's just, that's just the feral cat, shameless nature of the heart. (laughs) And uh, we just come back to what's good. We just know that, um, Sometimes aversion arises when we do metta practice. So we're learning to relax, relax the metta, relax into it with a non-demanding heart. That's what we're trying to learn. So we stretch. We keep stretching. We have... um, Self, easy person, good friend. That's what we've done. And then the next category is neutral person. So we, we see how, how much room can we make in our hearts. So now we go beyond just people we know and have a relationship with people who are un, you know, strangers, you could say. We're not going to do that category tonight because we don't have time for all of them. But then we stretch even further and we bring in difficult people. Or, better said, people who are difficult for us. (laughs) Because they're not inherently difficult. They're difficult for us. And so we'll add that category tonight. Um, Usually it's best if we start with an easy, difficult person. So somebody who's just mildly annoying rather than, than our, you know, the person who's hurt us most in this life. Because... (laughs) We're trying to, to go gradually. <laughs> like, I practiced this on um, on intensive retreat for two months. I did metta for the first six weeks of a two-month retreat. And I stayed with myself and the easy person for at least a week. It might have been 10 days. So we're, we're giving you the fast course. <laughs> but still, let's air towards it's a little bit easy. Um, so how do we connect with that person? That's a question, right? 
First of all, when we do metta for somebody who's difficult or maybe who is even causing harm, we're not condoning their behavior. That doesn't mean that we're uh, saying anything goes. It's, you could say we're separating them from the behavior. We're, 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 look, we're looking for their goodness. So can you see any goodness in this person? That would be a place to start. Maybe they have a, some traits that are sweet or nice. Or, or we can remember that, that people love them, that they have family and friends that love them. Or we can just remember that they're a struggling human being like we are. Each one of us is somebody's difficult person. Like, like we're, we're all just, you know, stumbling through life trying to do the best we can. And sometimes if we remember that, we can soften towards that person. Sometimes we can just set the bar pretty low. Well, it's not that low. Absence of ill will. Last night, Shelley said that. That in Burma, that's often how metta is described, absence of ill will. Like the happy monk. <laughs> I have no ill will towards you. I have no ill will towards anyone. When there's an absence of ill will, what's left in the heart? Connection. Check it out. So, so you don't have to set the bar. They don't have to, you don't have to like, love them to death. Start with absence of ill will, then maybe there might be some warmth or some understanding or some connection. You might remember them as a child. I would say that the difficult people, quote unquote, shorthand, difficult people, are um, the ones who teach us maybe the most about metta deepen our understanding. They're our teacher, so we can see them that way. How big can the heart get? How much can the heart hold? Where are the limits? My brother uh, died not that long ago, my younger brother. And um, I didn't get along with him that well. He had a lot of views and assumptions and ways of seeing the world that I did not agree with and actually thought was quite harmful. And so for many years, we used to, you know, family get-togethers were pretty much political arguments, and um, some of you probably relate to this. And then um, over the last couple years, though, we kind of got bored of arguing, so we didn't do it so much anymore. It's just like, oh, I think we've said all of these sentences before, right? So we started to leave it. But as he was dying the last week, as he was actively dying, it was crystal clear to me that he was totally deserving of love, total love and respect. And then, by extrapolation, when I was pondering one afternoon, it was just like this just so clear understanding that he was so deserving of love. Then I'm like, oh, then that means I am too. And that means everybody is. So we, we, we develop that kind of understanding in our hearts. 
And we don't have to have lunch with a person. We don't have to um, even want to hang out with them. But what we're healing is our own heart. We're healing the hardness, the edges, the ways that our own heart isn't a nice place to hang out with. And we're cultivating the heart that's a nice place to hang out. Lastly, with difficult people, um, maybe we just have the intention to wish them well. That can be enough. That's great. That's a very wholesome, wholesome intention, right? It might not take. <laughs> we might try to wish them well, and it doesn't take, but we tried. Like that, we get credit for that. And it doesn't mean that we try to squash the maybe anger or hatred or whatever comes up. We recognize when maybe we're doing metta, this other stuff comes up. The, it's called the far neighbor of um, metta, aversion, ill will. We just say, oh, yeah, I see you. Okay, let's see if I can try a different angle here. The near neighbor is attached love because it, it's, it's close. It's easier to confuse. The far neighbor is aversion that pretty much most of you can tell that aversion is not. It's pretty obvious. Yeah. All right, I probably talked too long already. Maybe we should uh, see if there's anything else. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Okay, so um, just one last little explanation. Um, you've had a lot of, several different ways of cultivating metta for ourselves. So I'm going to offer another way. Um, if one of the other ways that you've already learned works well for you, the body scan or uh, using the phrases um, directed towards yourself, please feel free to use them and ignore me. But this is a, a, another way. Um, and in this way, we imagine a, a person or being who we know sees the best in us. Remember, metta goes towards what's good. So um, it might be uh, a teacher who, who, who has believed in us or um, a child who is in our life who thinks we're just the best thing that ever came along. You know how children can do that. <laughs> Look at you with adoring eyes, like, oh, you're so great. Um, or it might be like a dog. Dogs, sometimes they have that way of looking at you. They're, they think you're like the, the best thing walking on earth. Cats, not quite as good. <laughs> I, I, we have cats at our house, but <laughs> you can try. Maybe your cat works. Um, <laughs> so some being, so it, it, some people are going to be like, there's nobody in my life like that. That's what I thought when I first um, came across this way of doing metta. But there is. You wouldn't be here if there wasn't. You wouldn't have made it here. You wouldn't be strong enough. Um, the first time I did this, I used my 10th grade school counselor because he thought I was great. I never understood. You know, I was like, why do you think I'm cool? <laughs> but he believed in me. Helped me become a foreign exchange student to Peru, which like changed my entire life. Yeah. So, so you can bring, we'll bring that person to mind and we'll receive metta from them. So if you want to try that, kind of just bookmark somebody.
and we'll uh, relax into our metta posture. <laughs> Some of us already are relaxed into our metta posture. So lots of words. See if you can just let them go and let the attention settle in your physical body here. Enjoying the relaxation, contact with the earth, a sense of ease, well-being, maybe just feeling the, the, the positive energy of what you've been doing for several days now, I've lost count. It's really cool. It's it's unusual and beautiful offering. So we can enjoy kind of that satisfaction feeling of having done something good. Even at the end of a of a of a meditation day, sometimes I just enjoy that feeling of like I put forth effort today. It's good. Are you feeling your heart center? And maybe already, possibly already, there's a sense of kindness towards yourself, reflecting on your goodness, feeling the heart. Happy. Safe. these kinds of blessings we wish for ourselves. Knowing that we fully, fully deserve love and respect. And if you want to do the metta for yourself by receiving, bringing to mind this easy being that delights in you, has seen the best in you, believes in you, bringing them to mind, feeling either their sense of them or an image of them, Maybe seeing the way they look at you with their eyes of kindness, delight. And then how does it feel to receive that? What's it like? Can it go into your heart? Or perhaps your heart has some hesitation. Either one's okay. We, we, we are curious. Can I receive the love from this being? Their belief in me and my goodness. If there's any sense of warmth, metta, we can 
allow it to spread if it wants to more in the body maybe it just stays in the heart or maybe it can spread a little bit no just experimenting And when it wanes or lessens, we come back to the image or sense of this person's belief in us, their, their goodwill towards us, their metta towards us. We spark the pilot light again. Maybe they say the metta phrases to us. May you be happy. May you be safe. May you live with ease and well-being. Or maybe just, I love you. I think you're the best. I'll leave you for some moments of silence to just experiment, see what sparks the pilot light, and then enjoy it when it happens. And be curious when it doesn't. Don't try too hard. Relax. See what happens. No goal to work towards. Just experimenting.
Just coming back to the goodwill streaming from this being to you. They see the goodness in your heart. If this feels like a helpful place to be, you can stay here and continue. Or if you wish, you can bring to mind an easy person or a good friend, somebody not too difficult, not too entangled. And now you get to gaze upon them with eyes of goodwill, seeing their beauty, their delightfulness, their goodness, orienting towards that. Noticing if the contemplation of their goodness brings any warmth to the heart or mind or any sense of kindness friendliness, and if so, enjoy it. Hang out there with them in the field of metta or extend this kindness to them. Or perhaps the phrases are a support if you can wish them happiness and safety, well-being. And just that simple intention to wish well, no matter what else happens, is a very wholesome and beautiful thought. And it's a training. It is training the heart in metta. So it can be that simple. And then if any sense of tension starts to come into your well wishes, your metta for this person or being, check it out. Is your own agenda, your own self-agenda getting mixed in? If so, can you relax that? Is it possible to relax that and come back to Meta wishes that are unconditional, no demands, 
resting in things just as they are. It's an exploration, not a not a demand. Studying, learning about our own heart. Sometimes if a person becomes too complicated, we just go back to somebody easier. Metta is never um, pushed or forced. We always try to go towards what's easy. That helps us deepen our understanding. And then if you wish to experiment with the being who's difficult for you, another way to deepen our metta, you can bring to mind this person who's mildly annoying. Maybe see an image of them. 
and see if you can find some way to connect with them, either through shared humanity, through an understanding of your own difficultness and knowing that you share that with them, or maybe seeing some of their good qualities, remembering that they are loved by family and friend, maybe you imagine them as a child. And seeing if the heart responds with any warmth or maybe just a moment or two of connection, maybe friendliness, or maybe just the absence of ill will. You can hold them, include them in your heart for these moments. Or maybe using the phrases as a way to support your intention. Maybe ill will arises. Anger arises. We can recognize that. See if we can put it aside and come back to the phrases and the intention to wish well training our hearts to go in that direction. Training our hearts in friendliness.
And so in traditional metta practice, we go through these five called personal categories, and then we go to groups of people, and eventually extending our metta to all beings everywhere. And one way to do groups of people is geographically, so we can start with extending these well wishes, this sense of friendliness throughout this room to each other, to our fellow yogis. Just appreciating the goodness of each of us for our dedication and perseverance. Wishing each other well. May you be happy and peaceful. May you be safe and protected. May you live with joy and well-being. And then we start, we continue extending outwards, perhaps to all the beings on this campus, the staff, the cooks, office people, maintenance people, And then the birds, the chickadees, and grosbeaks, and robins, and the little beings, the bugs, and the frogs, and chipmunks, and bear, and moose, fox, squirrels, unseen beings, wishing them all well appreciating them for sharing their home with us. We can include the trees and the flowers. And then we just keep going outwards, all directions, no limits, all beings. May all beings everywhere be happy and peaceful, safe and protected. May all beings live with joy and ease of well-being. And we can end with a sense of the boundless heart Or some people like to come back to feeling the body, maybe the hands on the heart, the earth beneath us, whichever you like. May all beings be happy.
Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.